What's up, everybody? This is Steve. What up? It's Christian. Kyle. This is Drew. And we are Minds Collide coming at you from southeastern Pennsylvania, uh, right outside of Philadelphia. We are going to be starting this podcast here right now. This is our little introduction. And what we are going to be talking about is everything that we feel like talking about. This is going to go to music, to sports, to everything in between. And we're really looking forward to sharing our thoughts with everybody and giving you a little bit of entertainment in the meantime. Yeah, well, that's, uh, I really want to focus on just giving you an unbiased, um, kind of natural response to everything that I think is interesting in the world at the moment. To me, I know that I might have a lot of people here disagree with me, which I think is going to make it a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so you're definitely going to get some good interactions, some good combos, and some, uh, you know, headbutting going on, but I think it should be a good time. Yeah, and I think it's important to know we've all been friends for the past. How long is it? Yeah, long time. Long time. Uh, we all went to college together. That's where we all met. Um, but, yeah, we kind of came back. We're all graduated now, and we're just kind of doing this to have fun, you know, start something. We haven't really, like, created anything. I knew Drew has his experience with vlogging. But, um, yeah, this is new to every single one of us. So it's going to be pretty cool to see what comes out of this. Yeah, if you're listening – we hope that we create something that you can listen to, enjoy it when you're either, you know, trying to relax or driving or whatever. So let's just jump right into it. One more quick thing. Follow us on Twitter at Minds Collide Pod. Yes. <laughs> let's get it. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first thing we want to talk about today is Astro World. Dun dun. The album by Travis Scott, I think we've all been listening to it for the last couple of weeks. I think we've all had enough time to let it sink in, let it marinate, and we all have some opinions we want to share. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> Let's start off. What's the best song on the album? Stargazing. Easy. Oof. I don't know. Carousel? I, Carousel with Frank Ocean's good feature. For me, it's Can't Say. It's been on repeat. Can't say it's a good song, but uh, I mean, Stargazing is just the intro to the album, that beat switch right in the middle. It, it's too good. It is, a, it is an incredible intro. I will give you that. I do think out of all of his albums, it's definitely my favorite intro. I think it's the most creative. And also the, the music that he had that went along with it, I felt like I was watching a movie. That was crazy. Yeah, was it, it felt like a, a real movie trailer. Videos. He's visually a genius. And I think that that was an awesome way to start off the album. So I will agree with you there. Yeah, all those tracks are so amazing. I mean, it's so hard to pick one, but one that really stuck out to me the first couple times I played it for some reason was Skeletons. I don't know why, just that beat and that ambiance, it kind of like let out, just really resonated with me. So, but yeah, it's almost impossible to pick one. But if I had to, that would probably be my first one. Sicko mode is just... Banger. Ah, here we go. Bang. Here we go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here oh we go. My gosh. That's all I'm going to say. So here we go. That song is just, it, it's going to be on everyone's playlist all summer. It's like the song that when I get in the car at the end of the day at work, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it's time to listen to Cinco Mode, <laughs> drop the windows, and just let it bang. Like, it's a banger. So let me ask your opinion on the third part of the song where Take Heath comes in. You're not sick of that beat yet? Mm. Take Heath! No, not at all. Oh, my God. It's the same beat that he's got on three different songs. It's just it's getting a little old for me. Yeah, no, I, when you did show me that um, it, next to nonstop, it is pretty close. And I think that, in my opinion, I think that they purposely put that in there. I feel like if you guys remember yeah, off sure. Trav's yeah, yeah, yeah. other album, how we had that um, part of the Cuddy song in for like five or six seconds. Now, obviously, that was only for a short period, but I think that he intentionally put that in. I'm not saying it was the right move, but I think that that was something that Trav probably just said, like, hey, let me hop on this beat and see what we can do with it. I do have to give it to Trav, though. The best part of that song is when the Drake and him are going back and forth, and it's like a light. Like a light. Like, like a, a light. light. <laughs> yeah, that, that part is it's good, but I feel like Drake lyrically has fallen so far off of the cliff, and that's a whole story for another time. But uh, Different discussion. Different discussion, different, definitely. Another, another episode. But I feel like Drake <laughs> almost takes away from the song because I feel like Travis's first verse in that song, the second beat is just so good that – 
he shouldn't have added the take Heath part. I feel like it would have been just as great, if not better. That's the best part, man. <laughs> that's the best part of the song. The take yeah. Heath part? Yeah, that's no. the best part of the song. That's <laughs> when it really starts slapping. That's when you're like, yeet. Yeah, I think going off of like what Steve said, it feels like he truly did just add it in. Where, like, rather than kind of completing the song, he just kind of put it at the end and be like, yo, kids are going to love this. this. This is where we rage. Like, that's- I thought... Like, it could have just been, like, Drake came to Trav and was like, yo, I got this fire beat. That's probably what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and Trav was like, yeah. I think, honestly, too, because you always see, like, they when I, like, record yourself, they're always together. They're usually drinking and smoking, doing something. They're probably just, like, rapping over that beat and just probably, like, yo, honestly, let's just throw it. Let's throw it. Happens. Let's ride with it. And they didn't. Now they obviously I think that's it. what makes it good. But, like I was saying, like, it feels like they threw it in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So... Speaking of sicko mode, did y'all see DJ Academics' reaction to that? I did oh not. Oh my god! Oh my god! How have you not seen DJ <laughs> Academics' reaction? No, it was the, so the bad. One, the the Wait, guy was goes, he like melting off the chair. Or something? Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Right when Drake goes, it. yeah, right when you hear Drake's, like, he was like ad-libs. flipping everything. He's like, "Yo, hold up, we gotta go back." <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was gassing it. He's a he's something that he's that guy's an unk. funny. <laughs> I'll say he's an unk. <laughs> let's right. talk. Let's talk ranking this within Trav's discography because I know this is something that we wanted to talk about before. I know some people have some pretty strong opinions about uh, <laughs> Are we talking just albums or are we talking albums and mixtapes? I'm talking just albums, birds, and well, rodeo. Well, the only mixtape is Alice Farrow, right? And, and days, days Before Rodeo. Days Before Rodeo. Yeah. So, I feel like if we're just talking albums, for me, it's definitely going Rodeo, Astro World, and then Birds in the Trap. Wait, I- wait, wait. Are we including Huncho Jack? Hunjo Jack is last for me. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, are we including that in albums? If we are, I feel like it's not even worth the discussion. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just throwing it out Strong there. I, I feel like, and this is my opinion, is that there is such a thing as way too much Quavo, and that album gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my ranking is a little different. I, I actually put Birds first, because, um, like I said, I, I mean, I, I bumped that more than anything. Like, I... Even like Drake, I'll let y'all know, and which is definitely going to cause some controversy throughout this entire podcast. Drake's my favorite artist, and like I listen to Birds more than any Drake album by a lot. So that album to me just resonates home. That's first for me. Astroworld second. I'm putting Rodeo third. And I know a lot of kind of OG Trap fans might think putting Rodeo last might be like the wrong move, but that's just me personally. It is an incredible album. But um, yeah, I mean, Birds is one is just to me, it's almost the perfect album if not perfect and it just has a vibe for every single one of my moods i've had it's perfect for some songs for studying for relaxing for driving around for getting hype pre-game after game everything so it just kind of hit everything that i look for in an album yeah i forgot about how good birds was until like a couple mornings ago i listened to it and i was like yeah whoa this was actually (laughs) like really good like because it was so long since it came out i hadn't really listened to it two two years almost to the day yeah, I got kind of the same ranking as Christian. I'm going to put Rodeo first just because kind of what everyone's been saying so far. It's it got that nostalgia feeling. We've been listening to it on repeat for the last two years. So I think that plays a big part into like what I'm going to go to when listening. But like something fresh and new like World, I'm going to have to put that second. Just I think World's his most creative project. Now taken to mind that Alice Farrow and Days Before Rodeo, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really listened to much of them. I really didn't start listening to Trap until Rodeo came out. Um, and I'm honestly probably going to put that one in last. And then probably Honcho Jack. But all of them are amazing. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, they all got their own bang. If I had to rank them. Yeah, in terms yeah. of quality. You're saying Birds is first. Yeah, Birds, Astro, Rodeo, Honcho. I think, too, just the way that Birds flowed, for one, because I remember me and Kyle listening to it at the same time, and I think that I was, like, one song ahead. And if y'all don't know, which you will know, Kid Cudi is Kyle's favorite artist. And when I came across Facts. when I came across that song where Cudi was not only on it, but they <clears throat> um, threw in his Day and Night song, and even though it was, like, only seven or eight seconds, that beat switch and the way that he brought it in, it was... It was dope. I, I stood up Legendary. off my chair. Like, I was in the room Iconic. by myself, and I was... Yeah, and I was like, this is insane. I text Kyle, I was like, yo, wait until you get to the next song. Yeah, I remember that out. part of the group chat. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that, that song, to me, has been played on my iPhone, like, 
no less than a thousand times easily. And I feel like that's easily the best song on that album. Hands down. Yeah. And then when we look at the rest of the album, and this is where I'm going to kind of come in and argue you guys a little bit. Tell me which other songs you really feel are standouts. Yeah, that's the thing is this album drops off after the first five songs. And like you can make an argument. Wait, are you for, talking about birds? No, no, no. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about. He's talking about birds. I'm talking about birds. Oh. Yeah. Look, look, at, look at the, the uh, track list. Anybody else have it up? Because I have it right here in front of me. Right. We got the ends. We got way Amazing. back. Coordinate. Amazing. Through the late Amazing. night. Beebs in the trap. SDP interlude, which I'm not going to lie is probably one of my favorite interludes of all time. Yeah. Sweet, sweet, which has a great vibe to it. <laughs> Outside, which honestly is an, a non-memorable song. Goosebumps, which of course made all the publicity because of the concert hype. You have First Take, which I don't remember off the top of my head at all. Pick Up the Phone was Best the radio song. hit. Oh my god. Lose, <laughs> don't remember that either. <laughs> Guidance and Wonderful, again, I don't remember those songs. So it's like, for me, it's kind of the similar thing that's going on with Astroworld in a, in a sense, because the first five songs are probably the best on the album. I mean, the first five are incredible, and they have some of my favorites. I absolutely agree. But I have a lot of songs near the end that I played the shit out of. Seriously, like especially pick up the phone. I remember watching that music video. Oh my god! Every day after class, full speakers. I would come home and Drew would already have a bump. It was definitely the radio hit. I, I Without a doubt, the radio hit. I mean, Goosebumps. Yeah, I got the concert hype. But I genuinely like the song because it just let's, gets me hyped. Let's not forget. And we'll get into this like a little later when we when we get, went to go see Post Malone that DJ was playing. Mm. We have to all agree, Goosebumps did get us the most hype. Oh yeah, Goosebumps was a lot of fun. Steve, it's a great sc- concert I w- song. I want to point out everyone listening. Steve was screaming. It's a great Goosebumps. It, it, we it, were it's jumping. A great concert song. It, it's a great concert song. I'm all not right, gonna I, I'm not I gonna just, not argue that. I want to throw that out there before we got any further. But. Boy, I mean, first take. <laughs> I've had. I've had some pretty cool, awesome experiences with that song. I love that song. I'm a big Bryson Tiller fan, for one. I like I, I like every song on the album. Seriously, I could listen to it straight through. I don't have any skips. Lose is incredible, even wonderful. Like They're all, to me, just so well made. And like I said, just in terms of how the album plays out, it's just perfect to me. It's It doesn't keep me in just one vibe. It kind of lifts you up, and then like it mellows you out, and then it'll lift you up again, and it kind of just like... It just hits all the areas yeah. that I kind of look for. I can go on a drive and be mellowed out and then get out of my car and still be mellow. And then if I'm going to work and I kind of want to get my head right, I can listen to something hype. Like I said, like Goosebumps or anything else, pick up the phone. And I can kind of just get in that positive mindset for today. And I just, obviously, is my opinion. My, and it's I mean, I, d- this, I definitely appreciate I that. But, like, I just, I disagree. Totally. No, I mean, you're <laughs> absolutely I mean, entitled to your opinion. When we go back to Rodeo, right, it, there's so many good songs on this album but you can make a legitimate argument that travis's three best songs are on this album of all time his three best his three best songs you can make you can make a legitimate argument for those three and i would say without a doubt he has the it's two of the three when you antidote and what else you think 90210 i would agree with that 3500 I'm putting goosebumps over 3500 in terms of popularity well in terms of popularity 3500 is better than any song off of the other two albums. I'm, I'm saying you can make a legitimate argument that it is. I'm not. I personally, I would say my top three Travis songs are "Antidote," "90210," and "Stargazing." At the moment, I, I "Stargazing" to me, the visuals, the beat switch, everything about that song, it just it gets me hyped. But you can make a legitimate argument that 3500 is in that conversation. Yeah, I. This is my feeling. With Rodeo. No, don't shake I, your head, Drew. Talk, no, talk. Use your words. I love Rodeo. I, don't get me wrong. I, I could, I can bump it pretty much straight through. But what Rodeo did that I remember, and yeah, there are hype songs, obviously. But Rodeo to me had, I don't want to necessarily say, necessarily say a lot of the same sound, but I feel like I was in no, the it did. Same, I, I agree dark, with you. It was, it was a dark album vibe. And like I like that dark vibe because I mean I like artists that go into dark mode some, like the weekends dark mode. I know that some people don't like that. That's a different topic as and that's well. That's trad too. But like, that's who I, he yeah, is. exactly. And that's what people know him for, like rodeo stuff like that. And I love that trap. But like I said, just it kind of keeps me in the same vibe kind of throughout. Maybe a little bit of fluctuation here and there. And that's where, with any album, just for me personally, I like to 
have different vibes for different moments in my life and that's kind of what i look for and just birds provided me more of those for me personally yeah i want to um, i want to switch it up here awesome because i want to hear this story because i've been waiting like a few hours now what's going on <laughs> with the ticket situation all right um so i was kind of some some let's give a little preface yeah so you were going to get tickets for the Travis Scott show. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, at Wells Fargo. How this all started, he dropped all the merch. I don't know if you guys know or not. But uh, he dropped the merch. If you bought merch, um, you get access to the pre-sale tickets, which happened on Wednesday, which was yesterday from the time we were recording this. And basically, like, a couple, was that last week? He dropped this random thing on his site that was a season pass. And none of us got merch or anything because we were just going to get tickets either way when they were released to the public. But he released this season pass. And what it basically gave you was you spent $8. You get this physical like pass you wear around your neck like with a lanyard and stuff. It's like a VIP kind of pass. And you get into the concert before everyone else. Plus, you get access to the presale. It was only 8 bucks, like I said. So I'm like, guys, we have to get this because we want to be on the floor. And we want to be as close to Travis as possible. So we, we have to, rage. yeah, we have to get, we have to get this. And I was, they were all like, yeah, okay, finally eight bucks, whatever. So we got it. We got our pre-sale ticket access, and then it was announced that tickets were going to go on sale Wednesday for the pre-sale. Now the American Express pre-sale was Monday, mm, so I remember that. two days prior. So yeah, keep that in mind. So it's a couple days before. Um, like I said, we get our code or whatever. And then Wednesday rolls around and before the tickets dropped at four, I was going on and you could still get on like the American Express thing and you could see what tickets were available, but you couldn't check out because obviously you need an American Express and they give you a code or whatever. But the American Express presale was sold out. And so that got me worried because I didn't know exactly how the ticket sales for concerts really went. So I didn't know if that meant like the whole concert was <laughs> sold out at first. So I got really worried. And then I was talking to Drew and stuff. He said, no, 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 it's like just a limited amount. I'm like, whatever. Okay, cool. So it's like 3.30 at this point. I'm like, okay, guys, like get ready. We're all going to do this. And then... They said, just, um, can you get the tickets for us? I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, whatever. But then right before they dropped, Steve said, oh, I can get mine. So I'm like, okay, I'll get Christians and mine. So they drop at four, right? And I had to do this on my phone because for, for some reason my work, the URL that it takes you to, the Wells Fargo website, it like the yeah, server. Yeah, it was that weird like website Eve that doesn't work on most servers. Net, like something weird. Yeah, it's a really weird Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was blocked from my work's firewall. And basically what happened was I was trying to get these floor seats, which were the most expensive because they're going to be the closest. And that's where the pit where everyone rages. And instantly could not cart. And... I was put in charge of this because I'm like the sneaker guy of the group. Well, Drew too, and but um, because I'm but used he has to like the bots. He knows what he's doing. When yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, what happened was I didn't get any, and they sold out in literally seconds. Steve was able to cart one. Right. So I had I had the ground floor ticket in my cart. I was like, oh yeah, I got this. But I was waiting for confirmation from Kyle that he could get into the cart. Because, right, if he's not going to buy one and, like, for myself right. and then not have my friends with me. So I was like, oh, great. I got the ticket. Everything looks good. It's great. Let's get this. Let's let's get it in the cart. So Kyle texted in the group chat. He said, hey, can't get the ticket. Can you go back and try and get three? So I said, sure, no problem. The best available seats in the entire arena were those ground floors. So what I did is I went back, left it on best available, hit three seats. Then I got back in, carted them. Proceeded to check out, got all the way through, and I was like, "This seems a little cheap." I said, why, why is this? Why is this not that expensive? Because, like we said, the floor seats were the most expensive. Yes, like it, by like fifty dollars. Fifty dollars a ticket. Yeah, God. it was one hundred and fifty dollars a ticket just to be on the floor to, to rage, which is incredible because that sounds like a ton of fun. But I got the tickets and I went and I looked, and and I'm familiar with Wells Fargo Center, and I was like, "Yeah, this doesn't look right." So. They were in a section on the first level. Not terrible seats, but they weren't the ground floor seats that we had originally yeah. wanted. So I texted everybody. I was like, hey, I got tickets, but they weren't what we were looking for. 
So I was able to get back into the site with Kyle's code because, like he said, he couldn't get in. And I went to go try and get the ground floor seats again. Couldn't get into those. They were totally sold out. Every yeah. level was sold out except for the very upper, upper, upper level for the pre-sale. And this is not even five minutes after the drop. Yeah, it it's was it, it was crazy. And um, so basically what we're going to do now is we're going to keep the tickets for right now. But Resales we're going to try. Yeah, <laughs> resells lit. But um, <laughs> we're going to wait until they go on sale Friday because I got on the phone with um, – a person from Wells Fargo, and I just confirmed with them that there are going to be more ground floor seats that are going to be available that they're releasing on Friday. And she said, yeah, there's probably, it's going to be the biggest like opening of them too. Like, you might even have more luck sometimes going to the actual ticket uh, office, the box oh. office or calling. You have sometimes better luck than What time online. is it tomorrow, Kyle? Those are going on. Um, I have to double check. I actually don't know off the top of my head. Awesome. I mean, either way. Yeah, but sometimes just just so you know. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna keep those, and just in case we don't get the floor seats, Drew's tomorrow. being a bum. Oh, not option. coming. Yeah, not I'm coming. not coming because Travis Scott concerts are nuts. It's like going to Warp Tour, except ain't worse. a mosh pit, said, mosh ain't no injuries. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel like we should move on to the next topic. Well, hang on. Before we move on to the the red bullet point that we have here, look at the, the little statement above it. The Top three albums of 2018 so far. Is that something we want to jump into or save that for a whole different episode? I didn't even see that. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Yeah, awesome. We might as well hop in and be talking about music enough. So I know this is where things are going <laughs> oh, to we go. be a lot different than... There's been so many albums. Yeah, there have, none of us are has been. Let's, let's just say this first. If we're going to start off and say we all have to appreciate the last like two years of music because it's been, it's been incredible. absolutely freaking incredible and... And really, like, when you think about it, we're spoiled with how much our like all of the big name, all of our artists are just constantly releasing albums, singles, mixtapes, collaborating with each other. Like the last two years of music has been nonstop to the point where it's almost like, goddamn, slow down. Like it's too almost too much. I'm always <laughs> yeah. listening to something every weekend, but I love it. We've been spoiled, and when you think about it, what's funny is it actually kind of feels like it all started with Birds. So it did. Yeah, because I feel like it, since Birds dropped, there's been. An album consistently, at least every other week. Wait, wait, wait. wait the, was the Birds before the Weekends album. Oh yeah, the Weekends album didn't drop until let's, let's November. Let's not forget the the Life of Pablo. Can the we, li- well, okay, the Life of Pablo came out six months before yes, Birds did. Yes. So what I'm saying is, is, there wasn't a whole lot of album dropping in between the Life of Pablo yeah, and I Birds of like the Trap. And I'm sure there, I'm sure there was a couple big names, but it wasn't as consistently as it's been. We weren't listening because we were listening to Life of Pablo. Is what Steve is yeah, trying to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Slappers. So, top three albums this year. Let's get into it. So, I'm going to preface this with Christian's taste is uh, going to be completely different than what I'm sure ours. Drake. Drake. <laughs> he's Scorpion. Not my number, he's not my number one. He's in my top three, but he's not number one. Really? You'd put that in the top Who, three? Who's yeah. number one then? For me? Yeah. Beer Bongs and Bentley. Ah. What? Right. Woo. 100%. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. That's not even the top ten. What? Drew, oh, come on. Okay. Drew's just trying that, to get us. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. But. Nah, Beer Bongs and Bentleys is a near-perfect album. Number one, easily. Post just gives me the happiest vibes like imaginable like in an artist. And that's just me. It just the way it, it resonates. I literally will smile nonstop in my car listening to his album. And yeah. I'm just super happy all the time. And the other thing is, though, is the album is really deep. Lyrically, it, it feels somewhat shallow on some songs. Like, you think better now that that song is pretty shallow lyrically mm-hmm. but the meaning in some of those songs rich and sad um you think about zach and codeine even right it's it's all about feeling so much pain that he needs a relief to it from his own mess ups so i agree christian on that number one i think easy. he told a story in that album too i mean obviously a lot of artists it's things that they do they tell different stories from different highlights or low points in their life but i think post was specifically Presenting it's a story us from a dialogue, yeah, from start to finish with yeah. a, a certain specific section of his life that obviously resonated home with him the most, and I could feel it, and I could relate to some of it, yeah. and it's just to me the timing of the album for one, and just how it, how much I still listen to it and play it. Mm-hmm. That's one for me, and you guys know how I am with Drake, so that's how you know it's special. <laughs> I have my Spotify open right now, and it's actually the last album I was listening to today at work, so. <laughs> 
Oh, and then my second one would be Kid Sea Ghost, and then third would be Scorpion. Shout out. Wow, Christian and I have the same two, number one and two. Wait, who is your number three? Scorpion. Okay. And I'm not just doing that because of Drake. Like, I've listened to it a lot, and it's not in my top three Drake albums, yeah. but it's I still bump and love a lot of the songs. Yeah. And he still consistently puts out those three or four songs that I will literally play nonstop throughout the whole summer that I just enjoy to hear when I'm out, and that's just, to me, it's that's just why it's in my top three for one but yeah. also because i always relate to his music the most he's probably the artist i i can't really say I relate to the most obviously because we live totally different lives but in terms of how it just speaks to my personality and my interests like he peaks it the most so all right so steve you have the same one and two what's your number three then give me a minute to think about it i'm not 100 <laughs> sure kyle all right um my number one is probably going to be Kid Sea Ghost. And the only reason I'm saying that is because this is so much nostalgia for me. I know some people you've been listening to. Kid Cudi and Kanye are two of the biggest influencers in the world. Not just musically, but in everything. And um, Big facts. Yeah, seriously. And Kid Cudi has always been my favorite artist, even before Kanye, um, ever since middle school, whenever I picked up um, Man on the Moon. But um, so that album just, I stayed up. I remember it didn't even come out. The viewing party started at, I think, 12 midnight. And it didn't actually start until, I think, 2.30 in the morning. And I stayed up. And it was amazing to see those two together because we haven't really seen them together since the life of Pablo when they were raging out at Madison Square Garden. And it just, given their history and everything that's been going on, just to see them together and making an amazing album, I think it almost, I'm going to say, like brought tears to my eyes. It was, it was so insane. And like I can't even describe it. I'm sure like the same feeling was for some of the people even here. Like I know Steve, like this was something we've been waiting for 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 years. Years. It was so much forever. Hype. I mean, you think back to 2008 Heartbreak or 808s and Heartbreaks, you know, how much Cuddy influence was on that album and just yeah. hearing how how great it was and and everything that could be led from that that core concept. And then obviously going to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the couple songs that they did on there together. Uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy might be the greatest hip hop album of all time, which it's in discussion. It, yeah, it, seriously. So I think just hearing how influential those two artists have been together, uh, Kid See Ghost definitely needs to be in everybody's top three. Yeah, and like I said, it's probably just more of a nostalgia thing for me and Steve just to see this happen. Um, I think Drew with the plug. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would say my number two. Which kind of went a little unnoticed these past couple of weeks, at least from our group, was yay. Bro, that's what's going to be my number one. <laughs> Boo. That's well, you're never around, Drew, so. Yeah, I don't hang out. <laughs> Drew, Drew comes around like once a month if we're lucky. That album was definitely the most rawest form of Kanye we've ever heard. He brought up some serious, serious topics. How about literally his very first song, he's talking about killing himself and suicide and i thought about killing you today yeah it's just a crazy concept and a lot of people took that the wrong way and like oh he's just like saying words together but like no like when you really think about it it's it's a crazy concept and the words that he's using is it makes you think about a lot of that stuff and how what he's been going through you know he went to rehab and all that stuff and see him come out and make this album is something great and Shout out his merch because that was uh, that was fire. That was some fire merch. Yeah, he did have some good stuff drop. Yeah, Um, Trace. (laughs) And then number three, I you know I agree with. I'll put "Be Wrong" as a Mentley's at number three. I would. Great album. I no the the reason I'm saying that you want me to say Astro World. That's what. That's what I think you're thinking. Maybe not. I don't know, but. Astro World is still a little too new for me to rank it. Just a little bit. I, I mean, give me till the end of the year. I'm sure it might make its way up there. I can tell you right now, I've listened to Astro World a lot more than Beer Bongs and Bentleys. But 
like I said, I just need more time with it. It's I would argue Astro World is the most hyped album of the year. Can we all agree on that? Define hyped. Yeah, I didn't say the, the most long awaited. Okay, other than like Kid Sea Ghost. Kid Sea Ghost was was definitely Beer Bongs and Bentleys. I feel like there was a ton of anticipation for that. True. Sc- but Scorpion, there was a ton of anticipation for Scorpion. I mean like the list goes on and on and on. Astro World's definitely top five for probably oh most God. anticipated. Right. Top five, well, top five, it top was, five. It was probably one of the most hyped up. I mean, I think that struck the most chords with people when it dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Twitter was going nuts when yeah, he announced it. And the way he announced it was amazing. And uh, so, Drew, you want to do your top three? I'm going to be quick with it. All right. Quick with it. All right. Number one, Ye. Best album. I mean, <laughs> here's what if I could collect all of Ye's albums that he dropped in the three albums, the seven song albums, so 21 song, if that was just a one big album. Yeah, that's number one. That was just like as a product of work, so full and complete. And mm-hmm. like from Push's album to Yay to Kitsy Ghost, I'm not counting Tiana Taylor's. Is that who it is? Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, that's fair. I didn't listen to it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. It's alright. It's not bad. So so hang on one second, because I, I do want to ask you guys about this about Yay because this is a little bit of a thing for me that that kind of bothered me a little bit about the album. The disorganization of the track lists to song titles in the first week oh <laughs> yeah that was a mess i think that was an apple music yeah no it happened on spotify it happened too. on spotify too it was, yeah, worse. It, was it was worse on spotify wait no 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 no. you're thinking of that happened with kids see ghost yeah, not yet oh was it kids see ghost yeah 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 yeah, yeah it was uh i don't know i think it was yay no, no it was it was, was kids see ghost. Uh, yeah i think you're right yeah all right so number one yay number two He's gonna be Scorpion, just because, like I said, like the second week that was out, it was just like, boo, <laughs> my guy. So many different songs to fit so many different moods. Like I still go and listen to boo. songs. I'm like wow, this is Corny. like the perfect fit for this moment. Perfect but, fit for this moment. And then number three, I'm a probably. I really liked, and I don't think that many people in this room like J Cole. But KOD oh, I knew was here. It was coming. KOD <laughs> was a good album. It was it was a good album. I don't I mean, know between that and Asher World because Asher World is still new, like we yeah. were saying. So there yeah. is still like it has to grow. And like I said, there's a big drop off in my opinion in Asher World. Asher World after the first five songs. Absolutely. So, and I think KOD is a little bit more of like a better overall project. J Cole for me, when I run, is the best like rapper to run to because it's like you're listening to a story every song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I think KOD, I think the album before KOD, I forget what that was called. Uh, for for your, your eyes album. only. That was like, eh, but KOD was like there were slappers, there was like there was a good balance of songs on that. Yeah. Okay. I got my number three, man. I didn't get my uh, number three. Okay. Oh, it's Steve's, Steve's number three, three and then no, we're moving on. Number three. Okay, I got three A, B, and C because I couldn't decide. What? <laughs> what? All right, so C's top six. My everyone. top five, man. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to go way out of left field here. Camila Cabello's album, Camila. Uh, that album was actually phenomenal, front to back. It had a really good mix of a whole bunch of different types of songs, obviously radio bangers, and then some slow bangers, and a little All bit right, of next, everything. Uh, I can, next section. I can respect um, that. <laughs> but my aunt's favorite album this year was Camila Cabello's album. Okay, so. listen, next mm. album, which I'm surprised none of you said, to be completely honest, was Question Mark. By XXX Tentacion. I think that album was so full of so many good songs. And I feel like I'm glad that it's been appreciated to the level that it has been in the last three months, but obviously under terrible circumstances. And my 3C, which is still a little bit new of an album, but I've listened to it enough and I think it tells a really good story, is Swimming by Mac Miller. It's good. Had to throw it in there. It's all right. Haven't listened to it yet, Kyle. Yeah, it's good, Mac. I enjoyed that as well. Those are, I mean, those are, <clears throat> those are solid picks. I could uh, agree to disagree, but all right, perfect. Let's jump into the next topic. I kind of want to skip Post Malone's Plane Scare. I, we can talk about it if you want to talk about I it. We just talk about it quick. All right, go ahead. I, I listened to Stony after I found out it happened. <laughs> I heard about that at work, and I thought it was like a joke because my friends know that I listen to Post Malone a lot, and my buddy James is like, "Yo," he's like. Post one's about being a, a plane crash, and I was like, yeah, okay. And he pulled up the article, and I was like, wait, what? And they said the tires blow out, and they have to use up all the fuel. And I was like, 
Not my man. <laughs> but did, you, did you all watch the plane land? I no. It was I, so simple. It was literally just like a typical plane landing. There were people, that's why I wasn't even worried at all because I'm like, these people literally train for this stuff. And yeah. it would be different if they were running out of fuel, but they were at the airport like circling. So they yeah. ran oh. out of fuel. So it would be like less of a heavy like drop or whatever. So it really didn't even matter. If they go on the plane in the Hudson, they were fine. Yeah, yeah seriously. Exactly. Shout out Sully. <laughs> good movie do we want to talk about any of his music or anything or we just want to kind of keep moving um we can keep moving we can yeah, we'll save we'll save, yeah, save the post for a different time. story for another time yeah i feel like i feel like it's a good idea we talked about a music enough so we're going to jump into some business type conversations what we're going to do periodically here on the pod is talk about some business some tech some things like that mm-hmm. um so a couple big announcements in the last few weeks um, one is really, really super exciting for Kyle, which yes. is Yeezy's $1.5 billion valuation. And the other Crazy. is probably the most exciting for me out of anybody in the room, <laughs> which is Apple's $1 trillion valuation. Um, so yeah. we can talk a little bit about both and, uh, let's, let's jump into it. So Kyle, do you think artists are influencing, uh, are more influencing the athletes these days in the fashion industry? Yes. hundred percent. When do you think that took over? When did that take over? I mean, it's always been a thing. I think if you go back and you ask someone who's an expert who's been around long enough, right when Run DMC, I think it was, they released a song about Adidas, and they released a song about wearing superstars. That, I don't I don't know why, but whenever I read history, that was like the turning point for a lot of people who were like, I need to be like Run DMC. Like, I need to be like these people. And people were starting, like, it's a crazy concept, but, like, you ever notice athletes when dressing for pregame and stuff, they're starting to become more, like, fashion forward? And oh, yeah. it's it's been that way for years. And it's crazy that they're dressing and they're trying to act like the artists. And the artists are dressing and almost trying to be like athletes. Like you'll see Travis Scott like playing basketball. Like all of them love yeah. basketball and like You see Quavo out on the basketball court throwing yeah, footballs around. Yeah, that's what I'm around. saying. So it's this crazy like they view each other so highly and the one just wants to be the other and I think it's so funny to watch and it goes unnoticed sometimes. But I think kids these days want to be um artists and are more influenced by artists because artists can do a lot of things. Athletes, I don't want to say are limited, but they're kind of really only known for like playing the sport. And that's not the case for everyone. Kids want to dress like the people they want to be. Right. And so what does it say if, you know, kids don't want to wear LeBrons? Right. They kids wear, do want to wear LeBrons. Kids do they do. Wear, they, but there's a lot more kids wanting to wear shoes or clothing from artists. Like look at Virgil. Like, Is that the shoe that just dropped that to- this week? No, it's off-white. Off-white. Oh, oh, oh. Like, how many more kids do you see into streetwear and just into fashion in general than it used to be? Like, it used to be, like, you wear Jordans or, like, you wore, like, athletic wear because you yeah. wanted to be, like, Mike or, like... Well, and now there's so many names that it's hard to keep up. Like, look at me. I, I don't know anything. I know what Jordans <laughs> are. I know what LeBrons are. I know what Yeezys sure. are. But, like, anything outside of that, this, it's all foreign language to me. And I think it goes back to, like, these artists aren't just making music. They're making shoes, which athletes are making shoes too. They're making – so these artists are making music, shoes, clothing. They're they're doing this and the other thing. I know Kanye is designing um, furniture, like houses. Virgil Abloh literally is doing a collaboration with Ikea. Like it's just crazy the amount of potential someone like that has and they're – the direction that they're going people kids want to be like artists because they want to be creative they want to be themselves and they know deep down that anyone can be an artist not everyone can be an athlete you can train your hardest but someone's still going to sell you no and that was really well said kyle thank you and someone snip that (laughs) clip it clip it um it's it's just crazy to see and think about all these like you know soundcloud rappers or, like people making their own clothes like it's not hard to do that and there's a lot of creative people especially our age who are starting to do that because it's i don't want to say easier but 
it's a way for them to it's express themselves. Well, that's just it's like, more available. Well, yeah, absolutely. I have friends from high school who had moved out to California to pursue dreams like that. I remember showing you guys some of what they're creating, and it's it's out of left field ideas. And I respect the hell out of it because they're going out and they're doing it. They're following their dreams, and they're doing a good job. Yeah. They're creating quality stuff. It looks good. Yeah. So you have to respect that in, in a grand scheme of things because they're going out and doing what they want to do. Absolutely. And I think one thing to just bring up about how these artists can be more influential, I think, I shouldn't say, I think when you think of these athletes, you really mostly only see the outfits they're wearing maybe coming into the game pregame for like that five second when they're walking out of the tunnel. And then it's just the jersey. And then it's just the jersey. You see music videos really for me, even as a young kid, I remember growing up watching 50 Cent's music videos, Eminem, all of them, like all the old artists. And those MTV and mornings before school. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go, that, bring back, you know, <laughs> that's like, Even now, just seeing like the obviously, not even have to do anything with the jewelry, just like the jeans or the, the jackets or the, the hoodies, sweatshirts, shoes, everything that these artists are wearing and two, three, four, five different outfits per music video, you're just exposed to so many different options and outfits and styles and looks well, compared to obviously just seeing someone's jersey with a helmet or just a jersey tucked in because you don't, they're not, their outside lives aren't as, they might be exposed, but the pictures you see of a lot of these athletes, you know, out in public at the club are just kind of like paparazzi photos, whereas obviously if they're in a commercial, like if LeBron's in that Sprite commercial, you can see him wearing something, but there's so many music videos that come out and most artists are have their own style. They have their own. Um, some of them have their own clothing lines. Yeah. And they wear so many different things that if I watch an ASAP Rocky music video, I know I'm going to see ASAP in something that I I could never pull off. If I watch Young <laughs> Thug, I know I'm going to see him wearing an outfit that's like a hundred k, like no less, because he's insane. He only wears like Louis. Well, and and you're only talking about music videos. Think about the the different mediums that exist nowadays, like Instagram. Right? You go on Instagram and you're going to see 101 different outfits just scrolling down your news feed like that. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that the obviously the uh, artists are more, I shouldn't say allowed, but they're 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 allowed to post m- more free will outfits if you know what I mean. Like I they agree. can really dress as however they please. <laughs> whereas obviously certain artists, I mean certain athletes that are signed, and certain people can only wear certain things. Like you wouldn't catch, you know, somebody signed a Nike wearing Adidas all the time in their IG. They would obviously get their contract relentless gone up. I don't even know. I just tried to say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they can get their contract, you know, revoked. But um, you know, overall, just to me, even as a kid, I was just exposed to music videos young, and really, when I think of athletes, I just think of their jerseys, not really their their, their shoes. Of expression. Yeah. Right. So, their shoes. Their their clothing. Yep. Yeah. Drew, you have anything you want to add to that? I'm Gucci. All right. So. One of the other things that we're going to talk about with Easy is, and I know Kyle's super stoked for this one. I think Christian mentioned he might be trying to get a pair. And Drew. And Drew. That's I'm really copping. awesome. I'm copping. <laughs> I'm not getting a pair. These <laughs> cream Easy restocks on September 21st. Kyle, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on? <clears throat> so, yeah. <clears throat> the cream Yeezys and Triple White, um, they came out. When did they come out? Triple Whites? Yeah. Mm, like over a year ago. Yeah, we were on South. Yeah. And I got a pair. I got two pairs. Yeah. But anyway, they came out a couple months ago. Now Kanye's uh, restocking them. Adidas is restocking them. Yeezy Supplies restocking them. I don't know if places like Foot Locker and Champs are going to get them yet. But um, yeah, it's one of the most, it's the not the most widely available Yeezy, is it? I don't think. It might be after this one. Well, it's definitely going to be after this. But, um, yeah, it's just something cool to see because we've always thought about Yeezys being something as super, super limited and all this stuff. But Kanye's really taking a route, and he's really seeing how the kids love everything that he's doing. So he's making more, making it more available, and making it so, you know, people don't get, like, robbed and stuff, like, for their Yeezys. He wants everyone to enjoy what he creates. Finally, it's good to see it's finally going to happen what he envisioned, you know, like two or three years ago when he yes, said everyone easy for everyone. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to be trying to get a pair because all white shoes. You can mm. need a new pair. Yeah. They get dirty. They do. I have never owned an all white pair of shoes. You should probably invest. I don't know. Steve's a pretty messy guy. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah. Messy. You probably shouldn't. Sunk cost, Steve. Sunk cost. Give me two seconds, and they'll be 
tomato sauce on them. <laughs> Speaking of sunken costs, the opposite. Apple stock. One trillion dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. I bought some Apple stock about two weeks ago. Some Apple stock. Some. I bought two shares of Apple. There you go. <laughs> and it's gone up like freaking like 4%, which is like my money. I went, I put $500 in and now I have like $520. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. I made 20 bucks. 20 bucks. That's or like. just put my money in Apple. Let it grow, my guy. That's yeah. Just go and let it grow. I don't leave it there. It is an insane valuation. I, I mean, we had all those finance classes in school, and I didn't really keep up with the numbers, but all I know is that it's ridiculous to see how fast that they went up. And, I mean, I should say that, I mean, it's expected. It was absolutely expected. Like, I, I expected it to happen, just not this fast. Yeah. One trillion. I remember... It's, I remember last, or like when we lived down on South, so two years ago, looking at Apple stock and be like, well, like it's not going to keep going up at that rate. And like it's almost doubled since then. I think it's over doubled. I think when we were getting ready to graduate, it was probably like 109. Yeah. Now it's what you said, 250? 220. Are they considering a split though? Probably. Probably. They They split very, very often. Yeah. Speaking of splits, you know who really needs one? Amazon. 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 Amazon Amazon's my next buy. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> um, Two grand a <laughs> So, So talking about Apple, uh, one of the, the big things that I'm sure the majority of our listeners use is an Apple iPhone. Um, if some of you probably yes. are listening to our podcast on an iPhone right now uh, using the podcast app, and we're curious if the iPhone is ever going to die. I personally don't think so, and I think there's a couple of reasons for it. Yeah, I think the... Number one reason is the ecosystem, as people like to call it, is like once you're in the Apple world and you using, can't get out. Can't yeah, get once out. you're using the iPhone and you have the Lightning, you know, cable and you just buy all the stuff that goes with the Apple products. If you get a MacBook, if you get AirPods, it's yeah. just that's why. Like when I was thinking about, it, I'm like, Apple's never gonna die. Like it's, it's always impossible. gonna. It's so hard to get out of it once you're in it, and the experience within it is so good. I don't want to leave it. Right, because everything's so smooth. Like, I can be sitting here right now. I have my laptop open in front of me. My phone is off to the side on Do Not Disturb. And every single text message that I've gotten in the last hour as we've been recording this podcast is popping up on my laptop. So if I'm not immediately available to my phone, if I'm in a meeting at work, if I'm doing whatever, I still have access to every single thing I could possibly need through my laptop, my MacBook, which is incredible. And another really cool thing is my AirPods that I paid a good penny for. The simpleness between transitioning back and forth from my laptop over to my phone, it's just, it's such a seamless experience. I love wearing my AirPods. It looks stupid, I'll admit it. But the experience that you feel, the luxury that you feel, it's all because Apple created it. My man feels bougie. I do. Steve is getting paid to, uh, to say all this stuff about Apple. <laughs> hey, listen, Apple, if you want to pay me, go ahead, shoot me. My address is. Uh, or my email address is in the link below. Um, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's it's absolutely incredible what they've done in order to create such an incredible ecosystem. You know, right now, it's instead of me trying to get myself out of it, I'm looking to get even more immersed. I have an Apple Watch that's now three years old. I was uh, one of the original early adopters of the Apple Watch Series 1. Oh, gee. It's dead. It's dying. I can't wear it for more than six hours at a time, and that's okay because I beat the hell out of it for three years straight. It's to the point where I'm going to go probably buy a new one. I'm going to get they, LTE. They got you, man. They got you. That's what they do. They build a product that lasts three years, and then – Hook, line, and sinker that. Got gotcha. you. You can make that argument, but it's totally worth it. Technology gets so much better. But oh, that's yeah. like, Exponentially, it's insane. I mean, I look at my iPhone 7 that I have sitting here, and I go – Man, my iPhone 7 is, is weak. Do you think there's ever going to become a point when that doesn't happen? Like in when we get our new phones next year and the next two years, like will it be like, okay, I'm good for like five years now? No, I don't think no. so. Because even when you look at the rumors that are circling around the new iPhone coming out this year, they're saying that this Face ID 2.0, it's a one-year difference in the Face ID, but it's going to make such a big difference. Do you think Apple purposely release crappy Face, face ID 1.0 <laughs> just so that they can come back next year and be like, we got Face ID 2.0. Potentially. There's, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think a lot of the technology already exists, and it isn't even just with Apple. I mean, we're going to stick to that, but even with, like, video games, do we really think there has to be from a FIFA 15 to FIFA 30? Like, obviously, yes, there will be differences year to year with technology, but 
if they wanted to, they could release one that would last a year or two. It's not like, oh, some huge change happened and now we have to do this. They slightly increase the graphics. They slightly increase this. And I feel like it's... Apple has the resources. Like, if they really wanted to create one phone to say, like, it'll last you two or three years, guarantee, like, battery life, everything they could. But they know how to run a but, business. Obviously, yeah. they know how to make money. And there are people out there, you know, some of us here included, but especially, like, our parents, people that are, have a little bit more income, that they will get the brand new generations of iPhones, iPads, everything year after year after year because, you know, yeah. like two or three thousand I can't wait to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> let's Let's continue into that video game talk. You guys still right. playing? You still playing uh, Fortnite, Fortnite every night? Uh, Kyle and I get dubs. Uh, there's at least dubs. one person in the apartment playing every day at some point. Or at least at least six. Hundred percent. Six yep. out of the seven days. A Did week. you guys play today at all? No. Ah, today's the day. Because well, we're recording the pod. We're recording <laughs> the pod. Yeah, no. Early? It's nine o'clock. How long was the consecutive streak? You think of playing Fortnite every day? Um, oh my no, god. No, I would say there's probably a stretch where we maybe didn't play a day. Yeah, when our apartment was uh, under construction. Yeah, I mean that's a whole different story. <laughs> no, we, I, no, I we, think we I sat gamed, there and played. Yeah, I think I gamed more that weekend because I was. <laughs> so, and you guys literally went home. And it was just me. I was there for eight hours straight, just switching between COD, Fortnite, COD, Fortnite. I would say probably that that weekend we went to Lancaster. The weekend we went to Marissa's. So I haven't yeah. played the new COD. Uh, there's gonna be. Uh, my first opinion of it is it's garbage. Hmm. I think it has way too many broken things in it for a beta for a game that's coming out in two months. Yeah, for the people listening, we just played the first beta. There was uh, a no, second. No, I played the second. Oh, you played the I second? Play, I played both. So C played both betas, and then there's another beta that comes out in September. September but that's strictly that, Blackout. Yeah, Blackout. That's just for Blackout. Blackout. Mode. Yeah. I had a person call me at work and was like, I'm looking for the Call of Duty uh, free pass code, or like apparently if you're a Comcast <laughs> customer, you got like a free key for like the beta. And I was like, "Sir, you're calling for what?" Serious? <laughs> <laughs> like this is the business department. You're calling the wrong sector. That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I can add a little bit to this because I've always followed COD really closely and. I've always analyzed them because I've been, I mean, along with you guys here, but I seriously have between COD 4, Modern Warfare 2, World at War, over a combined 100 days play. Like, I have had hundreds of hours. So, I like, I know what I, along with our generation, really looks for in the COD. Everyone prides COD 4 and Modern Warfare 2 more than any COD. You ask them, just that Facts. those two are the yeah. most renowned. And, you know, this one had... They have, obviously, the technology, and they have the potential to make it great, but there were just too many things that, yeah, they were just broken, and it just, obviously, it's a beta to test things, but there were just so many things that were off that needed to be changed, gun yeah. balance, uh, The gun balance. balance. Can we talk everything. about the, the new uh, revive feature, the health feature? You can shoot somebody 15 times, get them down to one health, they shoot themselves back up, their full health in two seconds, and then you're you're fighting the whole battle over again. Yeah, I heard that they... Yeah. Made it. I heard that they um, they, they nerfed it by, I think, like 20% or something. Yeah, like but, that, like, but like even still, then, yeah, it's, it's not a... So do you think Fortnite has taken a, like a large amount of people who would have played the new COD had they not been playing Fortnite? Well, I think you can definitely see that Fortnite is beginning its decline a little bit. I don't think nearly as many people are playing. I think I would call it a plateau right now. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah I don't really see like any change right now, but it's just kind of like it's at a standstill. Yeah, almost. but I think that our generation, like anyone from the age, I'll even give like 17, 18 up to our age, I feel like when the CODs came out, like when I was in the lobbies and we were listening, there were older kids playing. So I feel like it grabbed the attention of people our age and a little bit younger, but obviously the age groups from, you know, 8 to 15, 16, I think that they probably, frankly, didn't give a shit and they just stuck to Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that they're going to go anywhere when the new COD comes out. Some of them might, and like our generation will try it out. And But I think with the beta being as bad as it was, and going on Reddit, people tore it to shreds. Like they, I would say maybe 5% of the people liked it, but everyone had so many different opinions and things that they wanted to change that, um, you know, I just think overall that Treyarch really needs to step up their game with this. Yeah, absolutely. And I think kudos to epic for keeping Fortnite on people's yeah, toes they're, right? like, I, I they're, they're doing really good with that right like this new game mode that they released just today that rift and go gameplay i didn't watch any but when i was reading about what it is it's just it the, the rift in your pocket 
Does everyone get one? Is Everybody one? gets a rift in their pocket. That's pretty cool. So you can rift from any point in time, get a, a glider that goes all the way down. Like that that piece of it is so entertaining and it makes it fresh. It feels new. Yeah, but- and I think the one other thing that they've done absolutely incredibly well with is the anticipation for the new season. So they mm-hmm. make people want to keep playing. When Right. Right. Like the you think back to season three into season four, um, when they had what was season three to season four? That was the rocket, or that was the one the superheroes came in. Yeah, um, that was in season three. And then you think about the rocket launch in season four, and then how the rocket launch was a live event that only took place one time across everybody's console, was, so everybody got insane. to see it happen at one time. Yeah, like that. That to me is just absolutely incredible. Like you can't, you can't replicate that. And the fact that Epic and Fortnite did it first, I think that makes it extra special. Yeah, and that's gonna be hard for. Call of Duty makers to, I don't think they're gonna try to replicate that because that's not really something they do. They don't really put out updates that completely transform right. like maps. Call of Duty and stuff. does three or four a year, right? And it's nothing like where anything really changes other than like they just patch glitches and stuff like that. So shout out to Epic, yes, that is something that they're doing and it's keeping people more involved. It plays out almost like you got like in my opinion, like I was always a huge fan in any game of. Easter eggs, I feel like the way that they bring about new seasons, it's like playing one big Easter egg because something's new every day. Like, so you have to look out for something every day. Like, oh, this is cracking. This guy's going to be bigger. Or these TVs are going to project something different today. Yeah. Or like, if you go on Reddit, especially, they have so many subliminals that people find. Like, little patches on certain people's costumes and how everything just ties together. It's like one big Easter egg. And they want you to go online and read about it. They had... Real pinatas placed all over the world. They had them in Paris. They had them in London. Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Sick. Like the Epic is really going out of their way to get people like at their houses for one, and really go out and looking for this stuff to find out more secrets and clues on it. And I just think that it's really cool what they're doing with the gaming community. And I think the other really cool thing. One last thought, Drew, before you transition out of it, because I know you're killing to get there. One, the, the thing that Fortnite I think did a really good job of that I don't think any other video game has done since Modern Warfare Two is create a sense of community within your friend group. Yeah. I think Fortnite yeah. when you hop on, you want to play with your friends. It's okay to play alone when you're bored, but it's nearly as good. Right. You you want to get in there and you want to be playing with your group of friends. So I think that piece as well has kind of made it a really desirable game to go for. I have right. a game. I have a game that we're gonna play. Ooh, I like this. I didn't tell you guys about this, but we're in yeah, the last like four or five card. minutes here. Cool. Did you guys see this Reddit thread? No. Uh, yes, I, I saw some of it. Some of them are really easy, and some of them are not so easy. So, Sixteen the times old. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going it to be fun. What, without saying the category, what is the top five? I want to say, Safe Cassis, if you ever listen to this, your responses on this thread were absolutely hilarious. Yeah, so this dude, he answered like every single answer, and it was hilarious. So I thought we could play a quick round, maybe do like four or five of these. and Yeah, absolutely. And call Shoot. quits. Then we'll call quits here. All right, let's go down. Yeah, just kind of take the cr- uh, cursor and just zoom. All right, <laughs> first one. Steve, can you read that? I can't see it. Toilet paper, ice cream, sweet tea, Windex, and zip ties. We're trying to guess what the top five things are for this product. Yeah, what's like the category? Or oh man, that's a tough one. Ah. Uh... Drew, I feel like the, the answer for this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the answer or is that just what the guy's guessing? That's, no, that's what the guy's guessing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Come on, Drew. Top five ways to describe both. Come on. All right. So this is clearly proven to be a little bit more vulgar. This one. Visual Basic, JavaScript, Python, Perl, and Hitler. What do you think, Kyle? I honestly still don't understand how this game is going. <laughs> so, so we have to guess. Wait, what do we have to guess? The category of which this is. So category is... F- like for these five things, what what do, what five or what category do these five things fit? So it's visual, visual basic, basic, JavaScript, Python, Perl. And Hitler. Hitler. Uh, I don't even, like, I don't right, even Drew, have to guess. This is, like, this I don't, is not going not well, Drew. <laughs> I thought this would be funny. <laughs> Top five things that the writers of NCIS don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that show. Fun story. 
Did you have a story that you wanted to follow up with that? What, NCIS? No, yeah, I, you I just did, said, fun story. I just used to watch with my pap all the time. And like, I just, it was just hilarious. Good memories. Because I was young, I was like 9 or 10, and I used to just not understand, so I just bugged the shit out of him the whole time. Some of these are funny. I suggest you go read this thread. I suggest everybody go reads this thread. Hitler, Cosby, John, Rothschild, <laughs> Robert, Hitler, top five baby names. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So this was the first episode of Minds Collide. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. We're going to try and do these somewhat regularly uh, starting from here on out. Um, we're going to give a big shout out to Drew right now for going through, cutting this, mixing it, uploading it to everywhere it needs to go. Shout out. Um, and then, of course, a big shout out to Kyle and Christian uh, for, for coming out and participating in this. Shout out, Steve. Shouts out. Shouts out. <laughs> shout out, Steve, for being here. Um, I drove here. He did Drew, drive. Drew lives like an hour and a half away. So It's 45 minutes. All right. It's an hour and a half with the rush hour traffic right around uh, the big major highways. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. But yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, we're looking to... Like he said, do this pretty frequently. I enjoyed the hell out of this. This is, yeah, this this is a good is cool. way for me to get not only shit off my chest from work, but just I like to just <laughs> let things in the open out there. And I, I like debating. I've always been about it. I wish I had a debate team back in high school because I definitely would have been on it. But, uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. So we, we look forward to bringing you new fresh stuff every week. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Minds Collide Pod. Yes. Subscribe to us. Everywhere. SoundCloud. Yes. Follow us. Well, we still got to figure that stuff out. Follow us. It's all there. It's just going to be Minds Collide it, it will be there. we we got to figure that out still. M- maybe we'll, we'll go back in and re-edit a, a clip into the end of this once we figure that out. But all right. Peace. Catch you all later. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>